0: Hey friends, welcome to Finally Out With Friends. My name is Rai, my pronouns are he, him.
1: And this is B, she, her, and together we hope to create a welcoming and safe space for anyone who needs to take a breath and finally be out with friends. Trigger warning. In this episode, we will be talking about sexuality, outdated, offensive terms, assault, and gender identity. If these are topics that you do not feel comfortable listening to, take care of yourself and we will catch you in the next one.
0: Hey B, what we'd be discussing today.
1: Right. Did you know that the LGBT community worldwide is rarely taught its history in schools or religious institutions?
0: I didn't know that, but I would have guessed
1: it. I guess that one is pretty one, pretty, pretty easy one to guess, huh? Yeah. Even though we are a day late, we still wanted to do something and Recognization of LGBT History Month. If you did not know, LGBT History Month is a month that provides role models and represents a civil rights statement about the contributions of the LGBTQ plus community. I was surprised to find out the United States is not the only country that celebrates this during the month of October. Canada, Armenia, Australia, Nordic, Romania, Southeast Asia and Uganda celebrate with the United States during October. Other countries such as England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland are in February, Hungary, Netherlands during March, April for Italy, Germany and Cuba in May, and Finland during the month of November.
0: In 1994, a Missouri history teacher named Rodney Wilson decided he wanted students to have better access to LGBT history and role models could identify with. Mr. Wilson was also the first public school teacher that was out in the state, so to him it was personal. That, I mean, 1994 seems pretty early to be out in Missouri for a high school teacher.
1: Oh, for sure, and the fact that he wanted to make the move to make sure his students had access to people they could identify with is amazing for it being the 90s yeah,
0: yeah. especially early to mid 90s like that was very brave <laughs> okay. extremely and that was like that three years before ellen came out on tv and being in the south i'm very surprised by that uh, he started establishing and planning a planning committee with lgbt leaders around the country, thus beginning the start of Gay and Lesbian History Month. Together, the committee selected October due to school being in session, and it happened to coincide with the national coming out day on October 11th, and to commemorate the first and second marches on Washington in 1979 and 1987. for LGBT rights. After founding organizations like National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, GLAD, and the Human Rights Commission endorsed LGBT History Month, and in 1995, the National Education Association passed a revolution, officially recognizing it as a commemorative month, which honestly is kind of surprising that it was in 1995
1: my dog's walking around y'all i'm sorry <laughs> um yeah for sure but you know with me going to school in the 90s early 2000s i don't remember learning about anything like that in school do you
0: no cuz didn't <laughs> yeah.
1: i don't know Well, and
0: but I don't think it's like a mandatory thing. And now you can't say it in Florida.
1: Yeah, it's so backwards how we're becoming again. It's ridiculous. In 2006, the civil rights organization Equality Forum became the official organizer and promoter of the month. Equality Forum promotes and celebrates by honoring and presenting an LGBT icon, one a day for all 31 days of October. Every day they are sharing a video, the biography of the LGBT icon, downloadable images, resources, and several other useful materials for students. All honored icons are archived and can be searched for by name, year, or from a tag of more than 240 descriptors. At this time of recording there are 558 icons out of the 558 icons you can find people from all walks of life time periods jobs and countries some of the ones that stood out to me at first glance were jane adams she was an activist featured in 2015. Lance Bass, who is a singer, obviously, <laughs> in
0: 2016. Who you said you were obsessed with, or you had a crush
1: on him? <laughs> I so had a crush on him. Uh, it's funny. It's funny that I had a crush on him now. <laughs> uh, Billy Bean, who was a major league baseball player in 2017. Anderson Cooper, a journalist, 2013. Marsha P. Johnson, a Stonewall veteran,
0: 2017. And her... Uh, middle name she said the p was for pay no mind
1: (laughs) i love that i love that i hope that we are able to talk more about um marsha p johnson uh, on this podcast
0: um Uh, That's something we definitely will be doing in the future. I'm not sure exactly when.
1: She was featured in 2017. Uh, William Rufus King was a U.S. Vice President 2015 to Eddie Izzard, a British comedian and actor, featured this year in 2023.
0: Uh, During these times, it feels more important than ever that we continue to celebrate LGBT History Month and reminding... uh, queer youth that they are part of a long messy history that shows strength, resilience, and most of all bravery to be their authentic
1: selves. So while Ryan and I were doing more research on some of the um, icons that we wanted to talk more about, um, looking at Equality Forum, it's not necessarily the best website for complete and accurate information. And after looking through a few people and Google searching some of the things that they have listed, I would definitely advise doing your own research on the specific person in addition to what they have listed. Um, I was really dismayed to see that they had so much information incorrect. Like, I was really thinking, like, I, I wanted to hype up a quality form, which it is a good website. I think it's wonderful what they do. Um, in some things but some of their biographies i can't
0: uh yeah the one thing that kind of i mean i love the concept of this oh absolutely but it infuriates me that they did name almost all of the i looked at several transgender people in there and they did almost all of them and one of them that i'm going to be talking about later i think the only reason they didn't is no one knows the dead name of that person. And here, uh, we think that dead naming is never okay.
1: Mm, Definitely not, especially in this podcast.
0: Or in real life. So um, for some people, dead naming isn't triggering, but for others, like me, it is very triggering and Mm. distressing.
1: So we wanted to talk about some of the icons. Oh, sorry, my watch went off. (laughs) We wanted to talk about some of the icons we thought were worth a mention. Um, Though all 558 are definitely worth a look at or a mention. We would be uh, talking about all of them for months if we didn't pick a few to start. Um.
0: Of all my pick. All my picks, I already knew the per the people. So my first pick is transgender activist uh, Sylvia Rivera. She was a trans activist, uh, born in New York City in July second, nineteen fifty one, uh, and she died February nineteenth in 2002 at the age 50 from complications of liver cancer. Um, a quote attributed to her is, I'm not missing one minute of this, it's the revolution. Um, so after the Stonewall Uprising in 1969, Rivera joined the Gay Activists Alliance and worked uh, Energetically on its campaign to pass New York City gay rights bill, uh, she, which I did not know this before, but she was apparently arrested for climbing the walls of City Hall in a dress and heels to crash a closed door meeting on the bill.
1: Uh, okay, Queen.
0: <laughs> uh. Um. So, some of that I'm going to be using terms that they used at the time and that um, that Sylvia used, but now I, one, don't like to say them, but that's how it was at the time. So I am going to say them, but they can be very hurtful and offensive now.
1: These are definitely terms we do not use now. Um, okay, in the time,
0: the Gay Activist Alliance eliminated drag and transvestite concerns from the, their agenda and sought to broaden their political base. Uh, years later, uh, Sylvia told an interviewer, when things get more mainstream, it was like, we don't need you anymore. Uh, hell have no, fl- f- no fur- flurry uh oh, shit, fury, there we go. Hell have no fury like a drag queen. Um, scorned Uh, she was also a persistent and vocal advocate for transgender rights her activist activist zeal was fueled by her own struggles to find food shelter and safety Um, uh, streets from the time she left home at age 10
1: she was 10 when she left her home yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What do you do as a 10-year-old? Right?
0: Yeah, in the early 60s. Oh
1: my God, could you, you imagine?
0: 10. Yeah. In uh, 1970, Sylvia Rivera and Marsha Pay No Mind Johnson <laughs> co-founded Star Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries to help homeless youth. Wow. Uh, the Sylvia Rivera Law Project uh, is an organization, organization dedicated to ending poverty and gender identity discrimination. It carries on Rivera's work on behalf of marginalized people. In 2005, a street in Greenwich Village near Stonewall Inn was renamed to Sylvia, in Sylvia Rivera's
1: office. Uh, I love that
0: so uh, close to the end of her life she said that she was tired of being labeled and her identity was complex her gender identity was uh, complex and varied throughout her life um, but I think maybe in today's terms she might have like identity as finest non-binary from what I read it sounded like she was kind of
1: like in the middle, so. like she could easily be like, one or the sometimes other. She went with like
0: she and then like her stuff, and then like he, because she was like half sister, half brother, is one I guess thing she had said
1: before. Mm. So I'm thinking.
0: That. Uh, so what is who is your first pick?
1: So scrolling through the list, the first one that stood out to me was Jane Addams, and honestly. She caught my eye because of the picture on the site. A beautiful plump face and an obvious Victorian era photo. Just, I was curious, so I clicked on her. She's a 2015 icon. Um, She was an activist. She was born uh, in 1860 in Cedarville, Illinois, and she died in Chicago, Illinois. In 1889, she co-founded Hull House, which is a, a social settlement on Chicago's near uh, west side. As a social settlement, they were established to attract educated, middle and upper class people to poor urban areas. She also co-founded the American Civil Liberties Union or the ACLU, a nonpartition nonprofit organization created in 1920 to defend and preserve individual rights guaranteed by the constitution.
0: Um I guess I didn't realize that it was that old from like 1920. So I was about to ask you when and then you said right. Now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's earlier than I guess I would have guessed.
1: Yeah, it's surprising. I feel like she was very accomplished in a lot of the things she did, which doesn't mean that everything she did was amazing cuz honestly some of the things she did were confusing, but
0: well, and also she's a human. Oh, definitely. Human's
1: so... Oh, for sure. But to me, it seems like she definitely was doing her best that she could for several types of people. Um, she graduated college after she studied medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, but she turned all of her attention to women's issues. She and other women founded Hull House as an educational hub for neighborhood residents, most of whom were immigrants. She lived and worked at Hull House until her death. Mm -hmm. Um, She became a leading advocate for women's rights, immigrants' rights, better housing, fair label practices, fair labor practices, improvements in public welfare, and stricter child labor laws. Um, She and some of the other residents at Hull House helped pass legislation and influenced critical social policies in many of the areas. She also worked for Chicago Board of Health and served as the first vice president of the Playground Association of America. She advocated for black rights and becoming a charter member of the NAACP. In 1894, Adams became the first woman appointed as a sanitary inspector of Chicago's 19th Ward and was instrumental in reducing disease and death in the city. She was also a charter member of the American Sociological Society that lectured widely, (laughs) widely about women's rights. And in 1931, she became the second woman to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize
0: uh what was that peace prize for
1: i didn't look it up
0: (laughs) i looked it up earlier but then forgot because it said she was the first and then when i looked on org, it said she was the second
1: which is part of the reason why i am also encouraging people to definitely look outside of just what they have on equality forum because i mean it says on there that she was the first and rye looked it up and she was not (laughs) um in fact it was
0: yeah i was like i trust the nobel priest peace prize.org
1: right right and not only that but it was like several years before you know jane adams had got hers yeah Yeah. so um well on december 10th in 2007 illinois celebrated the first jane adams day um There was also a Memorial park established near the Navy pier in Chicago. And she was also inducted into the Chicago gay and lesbian hall of fame in 2008. Her closest companion was Mary Smith. And from what I saw, there was a YouTuber that I watched a video of, and she was talking about Jane Adams. And apparently it was hard to find Mary Smith's, Grave, and the only reason why that stood out to me is because she went there with the intentions of learning more about Jane Addams and could find her grave and everything like that. And then she was, she seemed like she was bothered by the fact she couldn't find her companion. I guess maybe because they were not close together, or I don't know. But overall, I found Jane Addams to be a very interesting uh, woman
0: she was uh, what 74 when she died so she was still pretty busy even though she died in her 70s
1: oh definitely and i find it really she did so many things i didn't know about she did and i find it really interesting that she lived worked and died in Hull house like that was a big thing for her who's your next uh icon that you chose well
0: my dog will stop barking.
1: <laughs> Man, our dogs are being something else today, I tell ya. Uh,
0: someone just came home from getting food, so. Oh no, gone so long, that's what she thinks. They are gone like 10 minutes almost. I guess it's longer in dog years, but. All right, um, my next pick is uh, an author, actress and uh, comedian Lily Tomlin who you didn't realize from her picture she was
1: so it, or the name it definitely took me a minute because I know the name I recognize the name I could not put the face to the name
0: okay that's what it yeah
1: was. um
0: so she was born in Detroit on September 1st uh 1939 a uh, quote contributor is uh, Don't be afraid of missing opportunities. Behind every failure is an opportunity somebody wishes they had missed. Um, so she's an accomplished actor, comedian, writer, producer, and who has won numerous awards. Um, she won. Oh, seven Emmys. So like we said, definitely go back and do research or like, because this is six, but also we looked up Elliot Page and the only thing they had changed was Elliot, the name. They didn't go back and change the pronouns or anything else in the
1: article. And not the photo. I was really shocked that they didn't at least change the picture.
0: But I'm like, they change the name. Like, how much longer would it take them to switch out some pronouns in that picture? No, probably
1: not that long. Probably not.
0: But so yeah, uh, that I was very offended by. Yeah,
1: but it is upsetting to see.
0: Okay, so Lily is not an EGOT winner, which it she needs. She needs an Oscar. Um, if you don't know an EGOT winner, is uh, it's Emmy, Grammy. Oscar and a Tony, so she has seven Emmys, two Tonys, and a Grammy. She has been involved in many performing arts genres, film, stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, Broadway, and television. Uh, She was on The West Wing and Murphy Brown and also appeared in X-Files and Will and Grace. She attended Wayne State University as a pre-med student until Her elective classes in theater arts inspired her to pursue a career as a performer. She started as a stand-up comedian in New York City. I did not know that... I knew that she went to Wayne State, but I didn't realize she was pre-med.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what she was trying to go to be.
0: Yeah, no idea. So she started... um, She debuted in 1966 on the television show, The Gary Moore Show. I'm gonna be honest, several of the shows, I don't have any idea (laughs) what they are because they're rather old shows. Um, uh, So she worked um, on a television comedy with her partner, uh, Jane Wagner the Duo 6 Series Special produced over a nine year period, netted three Emmy Awards, the first for Lily in 1974. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, shoot, three and nine
1: years, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. My turn. Oh, the Sandwich Brigade.
0: So, uh, her first... Uh, appearance or sorry, entrance into film was Nashville in 1975. Uh, two years later, she started on Broadway and she had some more show, uh, another show, another Wagner show, The Search for the Sign of Intelligent Life in the Universe, becoming a major Broadway hit in 1985. Wow, I love Broadway, but do not remember... I do not know that show. Um, She won a Tony for... in 1986 for her lead role. She was also in um, 95 and 80 for Brady on her IMDB page. So they list four uh, of the most known things, and sometimes I I very much disagree, like... uh, Catherine O'Hara's doesn't say she is known for Home Alone, and I'm offended. <laughs> Ridiculous. I don't know how you can say that she is not known for Home Alone. Ridiculous. It's like one of the biggest like holiday movies people watch every year.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I
0: feel like that's definitely one I have to watch every year.
1: Agreed. Along with Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's my halloween and christmas
0: so food. she's in that movie nashville in 1975 so it says she's known for that grandma which actually i did not know was a 2015 movie but i watched when looking this up i watched the preview for it and now i feel like i gotta watch it.
1: <sighs> <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if you went back and looked up several of these and tried to see if you could find previews or the actual performances or
0: shows themselves. yeah I'm, I'm not so much for nashville i don't really see i didn't even look it up but i guess i could have done that um nine to five actually just saw in the last few years which definitely a good movie um and then Chita, all of me a 1984 movie with uh steve martin and like her soul gets like in his body after her character dies and so they're like fighting and I was like that seems super weird and also maybe interesting watch. <laughs> like uh when he look when he looks in the mirror it, he sees Lily Tomlin
1: oh that's funny I feel like you're watching I'm doing it now that was one thing I forgot to do and I should have done it after the first time it blinged at me
0: probably.
1: Sounds like a thing. Fixing Um, it now, buddy. Sorry about that. And
0: it's on silent. So returning to... Good job. (sighs) Returning to television 1993, starred in and the band played on an HBO special about AIDS, which I did not know, but um, from 94 to 98, she entertained children with her role um, as... Miss Valerie Frizzle, which I did not know that her first name was Valerie, and like the character.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: And you just got way too
1: excited. I did, I did. Once I finally put the the face to the person, oh, I was stoked to find out she was Miss Frizzle because I love Miss Frizzle. Magic School Bus was life. In fact, I was her for Halloween uh, one year.
0: Um, I didn't remember. Apparently, she's in the movie, which I think is the one with Bruce Willis, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I don't remember her being in that. Um, in some movie called I Heart the Huckabees. Don't know what that is. No clue. Um, Tomlin officially came out uh, to Gay TV in 2000, which I don't know what... I didn't know Gay TV was a thing. Her relationship with Jane Wagner had only... On the old, only been openly acknowledged for the I been openly had been openly acknowledged for the majority of her career. I, I saw a thing that said like she never hid it or anything like people knew but they just like didn't add it in the articles mm. about her which makes sense. that's not something people really you know talked about in the 70s and stuff so that makes sense. Um, her and and now wife, uh, started the Lily Tomlin Jane Wagner Cultural Arts Center, which provides art exhibit, theater, and other programs the center donates to services for people with HIV or AIDS and funds programs at the LA, um, Gay and Lesbian Center so who is your second and
1: last mine is william rufus king um he caught my eye because of his picture i don't know what it is about the pictures but obviously it's a if you know who he is he's a u.s vice president um he was born in 1796 in north carolina and he died in 1853 he was also a 2015 icon. Apparently, I have a thing with pictures and 2015 icons. Um so his quote of course <laughs> his quote says The law established by the creator, which has existed from the beginning, extends over the whole globe. And I don't know why I found that very profound. Um, so he was the 13th vice president of the United States for six weeks then he died from tuberculosis he was the shortest serving vice president in American history
0: so that's why I don't know yes yeah I don't know a ton of vice presidents but he was like barely a vice president
1: hardly and I found it to be really interesting it says that he took oath of office in a town near Havana It was the only time in the nation's history that an executive official was sworn into office on foreign soil. And he had went um, to Cuba. He'd went to Cuba hoping that being there, he would get healthier because it was warmer than where he was.
0: Yeah, I definitely didn't realize that anyone had been on like foreign soil.
1: Yeah, I, I found that to be very interesting. Apparently they, you know, they made an exception to it, but very, very different, in my opinion. And talk about spreading TB, but it was the times, I suppose.
0: Um. Also, I'm, just, I'm surprised that you would, I mean, maybe they didn't know he was sick when they started running, but you would think, I don't know, I probably wouldn't pick someone if I was running for president who was
1: very sick maybe they didn't realize he had i mean you know i don't know i didn't do very much research on tv but i do know it's highly contagious and that um you know who knows how long it takes to incubate and stuff so he may not have been sick when he was running he may have gotten sick after he was elected
0: no that's fair um i'm so glad i don't have to get tv tests every year now
1: yeah that's crazy because
0: then you have to to get it and then you have to go back and get it checked to make sure you don't have to be like a couple days later but if you wait too long to get it read like have them read it then you have to start all over
1: that's interesting
0: so you only have like I think a 24 hour period where it can be read because they have to like look at your skin and see if it's like a bump or whatever
1: interesting
0: which shows I guess whether you
1: have ever had it before. that's interesting how come you were tested for that
0: uh working at a hospital
1: yeah.
0: oh, it was no. required until a few years ago then they said that it no longer had to be done every
1: year. Oh, that's interesting huh again it's highly contagious so i guess that makes sense but mm. so uh king served in the u.s congress for nearly 30 years he was elected a u.s representative from north carolina and a senator from alabama He won record-breaking 11 elections in the position of president pro tempore of the Senate. Uh, He also served as a minister to France. Uh, He was a Democrat, a unionist with uh, moderate views on slavery and westward expansion. He helped draft the Compromise of 1850, which was a series of bills that attempted to diffuse tensions between the North and South. He was a native of North Carolina, and he purchased property along the Alabama River, which came to be known as King's Bend. He operated a very large plantation in the state. He and others founded the nearby town of Selma, which King named after a site in a classical legend. That was also where he was buried at. Um, But for most of his adult life, he enjoyed a relationship with James Buchanan, who, which was the 15th president of the United States for 10 years. He and Buchanan both were not married, shared a home in Washington, D.C. They were nicknamed the Siamese twins. They regularly attended social functions together. And Andrew Jackson referred to them as Miss Nancy and Miss Fancy. And I kind of wonder, like, who is who?
0: Uh, so what I read for people who disagree that they were together was that Miss, I can't remember if it was Miss Nancy or Miss Fancy, but one of them, it was like that you were like cleanly dressed and not necessarily what you would think it would mean now.
1: Really? Yeah, I'm going to be yes, honest.
0: that's what I read. I think it was on his Wikipedia.
1: Interesting. You did more research on mine than I did on them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So not necessarily true, but it's probably true yeah. that they were together.
1: Yeah, I mean, how often in history have people just claimed to be roommates? You know, at certain times because you know it, it's well, being gay is taboo. Still, so.
0: I mean, honestly, like sometimes of like even like more recent, like look at those two best friends—they got married on the same day. Yeah, like, no bro. They might be best friends, but they married each other. Yeah,
1: it's crazy that I mean, again, it's the times, you know, we're talking about before the 1800s when he was born. So, I mean, it's was a thing. They were roommates. okay. but the fact that they were called Miss Nancy and Miss Fancy, I don't know. They were also never married. I don't know. I don't know. I hope they lived happily while they were together either way. So, um, yeah in 1953 was when he was elected and when he became pretty sick. And yeah, that's all I got for him. I don't know, again, it was it was the picture that caught me in. And then when I opened it and I saw he was a vice president, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Who's your last one that you chose? Uh,
0: so my last pick is reason i now watch uh jeopardy like every day not always watch the episode at that day but my brother and i watch the episodes together but the so the reason i started watching like religiously would be uh amy snyder which she is a 2020 icon um jeopardy champion she was born may 29th 1979 in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, a quote by her is, the best part of me has been being on TV as my true self.
1: And we love that for her.
0: Yes. Um, so, she's a Jeopardy champion whose 40-game winning streak was the second longest in the show's history, um, which is after Ken Jennings, who is now the host of jeopardy uh she's the most successful uh woman uh contestant ever to compete on jeopardy and the one she overtook like tweeted about it uh when um like it was going on which was cool i feel like she was like cheering amy on which is cool i do not remember the name of the woman who before her was uh, and she was the first openly transgender person to compete in and win Tournament of Champions. She has helped positively influence, influence perceptions of transgender people. Um, she was assigned male at birth. She grew up in Dayton, Ohio as part of a practicing Catholic family. She did not know trans pe- transgender people existed until she moved to San Francisco Bay Area where she recognized her own identity. Then, living as a married heterosexual man, she separated from her wife in uh, 2016 and transitioned the following year. Interestingly enough, in in her 8th grade class, she was voted most likely to appear on Jeopardy! uh nailed it right um she said she always dreamed of being a contestant she spent more than a decade auditioning unsuccessfully she was only chosen after she decided to live openly and she was quoted i do think part of the reason i finally did get selected was i was living as my true identity Looking back, I realized I was hiding so much of myself, and I was a very closed-off person before that. Uh, she took a leave of absence from her software engineer uh, job for his her historic run in November of 2021. Before that, she decided speaking in her natural soul register rather than affect a more feminine voice she hoped the decision would help other transgender people feel more comfortable being themselves uh, she was initially initially anxious about her open authenticity which honestly valid especially as a trans woman although she's a white trans woman still kind of scary to be a trans woman in America so oh, definitely She found that her wit, warmth, and confidence quickly endeared her to wide audience, including an older, more conservative demographic, who were likely seeing an openly trans person for the first time on national television. She she received many positive mentions from LGBTQ fans, including one person who said that because of Snyder's president, their grandfather, for the first time, used the correct pronouns for a transgender person, which honestly is a kind of huge thing for people. Seemingly unflappable in her signature pearls, a gift from her then-girlfriend Genevieve Davis, uh, Amy Kambach combination of accuracy speed and traditional strategy secured her an undefeated 40 run episode which is a very very long time
1: no kidding uh
0: she ended the competition in january of 2022 winning 1.3 million dollars dang that same month she received a glad special recognition award for her performance on the show on March 31st, 2020, as part of uh, Transgender Day of Visibility, she was invited to the White House. She used the occasion to speak out against recent bills that negatively afflict the transgender community. On November 21st, she won the coveted Jeopardy uh, tournaments of champions. And she uh, Claire married Genevieve Davis in May 2022, and the couple lives in Oakland, California. Hey B, what's our pets or people today?
1: Today's pet or people was submitted by Janelle, Pronoun she, her, it says. My coworker Josh has a really cute dog that he brings to work sometimes her name is Whitney, as in Houston. She's super cute and she comes to find me and wants love and pets and it always makes my day. I think it's so sweet when other people's dogs try to seek you out and find you and enjoy your company just as much as you enjoy theirs. I think it is so sweet. Thank you so much, Janelle, for submitting this Pets Are People.
0: Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to a brief history of LGBT history, On even though it was a daily, but not a dollar short.
1: As always, we will have a list of resources and hotlines and some of the, of, for, as always, we will have a list of resources and hotlines for some of the topics we spoke of today in the show. Fudge, as always. <gasps> Jeez, I cannot word right now. As always, we will have a list of resources and hotlines for some of the topics we spoke of today in the show notes, or you can find more information on our website at finallyoutwithfriends.com.
0: As always, we would appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, and review our show on your per... (laughs) Apparently, I can't word either. Words are hard. We would appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, and review our show on your preferred listening platform but no pressure
1: take care of yourself drink your water and take your meds